It's time to swing into the golf world of today. I don't think I've had this much fun on a golf show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart, sponsored by TaylorMade. Terrific voice, and you have enthusiasm. Now your host, the director of fun. Give me that guy all day, he's the best. Keith Stewart. Ho, 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 good afternoon and welcome to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Thank you for tuning in to ESPN 920. Well, we're going to do a quick recap of the PNC parent-child, an interview with one of Golf Digest's editors, a little live look at 2023, Tiger leading Christmas carols, and goodbye to some greats. This is your 60-minute break from the holiday madness, and it starts now. Here comes The Pro Show. Light me up with the chili peppers, just like the tree. All right there, Mr. Wade Weezer. As we get started on this fabulous Friday afternoon leading into Christmas, there's only one question on my mind for you. Hit me. What do you want for Christmas this year? What do I want for Christmas? All I want for Christmas is you. Oh, man. Shortest. Mariah Carey has the shortest Christmas list ever. She does. You can take that two of two ways, by the way. It's like, first of all, I can't live with that without you. So that's all I want. Or I don't want much. All I want is you. You're, you're not much. It could be taken as an insult. I take it as the lather. The ladder. <laughs> the lather. <laughs> well, I, I was going to jump in there and say, basically, that you didn't think that I was much. But um, now that you're talking about lathering things up, <laughs> I really don't know where this is going. <laughs> We're stopping it now. Turn. Uh, turn. I mean, it, you know, after 250 or so shows, you know, all I want for Christmas is you. There you go. Yeah, that's Fine. it. And we have each other this afternoon. Yes. And you know what else we have? Absolutely zero reason this weekend to go outside. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Are you are you prepared for this? The freeze has begun. Oh man. The are you kidding me? This afternoon begun. it has dropped like thirty degrees uh-huh. in thirty minutes. Look at that weather app. It's it's obscene. I I you could look at all seven of them that are on your phone <laughs> that I know that are there. You know? Yeah. You ever notice that? You ask people what weather app they use, they say, Well, I've got like six on my phone. The first one doesn't work. And then and then you look at across all of them and they're all different. Right, 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 right. Oh, just a little bit. Look, we're getting six inches. Are you sure it's six inches? It says two inches here. Whoever, you, what do you use? You use the one that comes with the phone or you use AccuWeather? I use Weatherbug. Okay, Weatherbug. Yeah, I remember that. I used to have that on my computer back in the day. Yeah, I'm old school in a I lot of ways. I typically use uh, AccuWeather. Typically. AccuWeather? But um, what's the NOAA? When I'm on a computer, I go to NOAA. Oh, NOAA's, yes. That's, that's yeah. completely the The NOAA radar, there's accurate. nothing better than that. Completely Yeah, great. for sure. 100%. You know, and sure. when I used to run events outside... I would use the no on my computer. I never use AccuWeather or send anyone to AccuWeather because that's like the doom and gloom version. Right. You know, that's like the end of a Christmas carol. You know, okay. like oh, when, no. when the Grim Reaper comes out. It always was. And if you went to Grim you, Reaper. Yeah. It's like is that his name? Christmas it's, Carol. It's like the same thing when you see Jim Cantore. You're like, the world is coming to an end. Oh man. You know, I tell you what though, the world is not coming to an end. It's just everyone's work is coming to the end for the year. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was getting I'm getting texts from friends. It was Monday, and they're like, ah, oh, last Zoom of the year. I'm like, what what are we talking about here? It's, it's the 20th. Right, exactly. It's not it's not the last week of the year. Oh man, I tell you, you know. Must be nice. Many years ago, got involved in the service industry and that ended that. Oh. Yeah. I did that. I did a I did a bunch of years. Uh, service in a, in a kitchen. For, so, yeah. Yeah. A little stint. Oh, what, yeah. Kind, what kind of restaurant? Sports bar. It was a, really oh. not a sports bar. They no. called it a sports bar. They had sports on TV. That's about it. But no. I was there for years. Yeah. In the kitchen, man. We, I mean, we were there Christmas night. We were there after, you know, after four o'clock. Yeah. I always watched out for those F&B folks. 
Yeah. You know, you guys are the late night crew. The golf, the golf crew is the early night. morning crew. You we, know? We, we close down sometimes and go to Vegas, or excuse me, go to AC two in the morning. Oh, man. So, yeah, we were the late night crew. Oh, man. Well, speaking of the early morning golf crew, we got to talk to our my good friend Stephen Hennessy this afternoon from Golf Digest. He uh, is an editor over there at their dot-com um, I guess division, and he does all sorts of cool things. Uh, he works on that top 100 courses list that comes out every other year. He's their betting editor, uh, instruction, and he's also the host of the Be Right podcast. So he knows what he's doing when it comes to a microphone. So I look forward to catching up with him. And speaking of the gift that keeps on giving, uh, Charlie Woods was on TV last weekend. I don't know if you heard. Tiger's Tiger's got a son that plays golf. I, somewhere dress, I've heard that, I believe. Dresses like him. <laughs> and uh, me, and me. NBC, a, a small affiliate. Uh, in sports, um, had him on, um, I don't know, wall-to-wall coverage over the weekend. <laughs> and then if you turned on social media, I felt like I felt like I had a Charlie Woods feed, you know? It's like I hashtagged him or something, and, right. and that, that's all I could see. It was pretty unbelievable, you know? But I'm fairly certain he'll have a normal childhood and everything will be fine. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, speaking of the, parent, the PNC parent-child, though, let's do a quick little recap, because um, we don't have any golf to talk about this week that's live, right? We're done for the year in that regard. Um, why not give a big shout out to Vijay Singh and his son Cass? So in, in their 17th try at the PNC Parent Child. Now, if there was ever anybody that was going to win their, their 17th time in the <laughs> PNC Parent Child, it would be VJ or maybe like Bernard Longer. Right. You know, like VJ. And I was looking at Cass and I said, How old was Cass? Because he looks like he's about 30 or so. I was like, how old was Cass when they first played in this thing if they've done it 17 times? Was right. he like nine? I mean, like what? VJ's like dragging him off the range with like a weighted club. He's like, come on, give me some length, you know? <laughs> anyway, um, they won. They shot 59-59 over the weekend, 26 under. Um, last year's champions came in runner-up. Uh, alongside Team Thomas was Team Daly. That was your 2021 champions. Uh, great tweet I saw on Sunday. Uh, John Daly's warm-up for the final round. Uh, zero shots hit. Uh, one cigarette and two Diet Cokes. <laughs> wow, I don't realize they kept score of that. Yeah, well. Good for him. Yeah. At least it, he gets the Diet Cokes. Well, I mean. You got to take care of yourself. I think um, when it comes to John Daly, it's not the years, it's the mileage. <laughs> exactly. You know? I mean, give me a break. But, you know, the whole idea, he looks like Santa Claus and everything. It's kind of fun. Um, team Harrington behind that. You had Team Kucher, Team Corda tied for fifth. Uh, really cool there. Nellie Corda and her dad came in fifth. She had uh, six birdies in a row, basically on her own ball. Because mm. you know, even though her dad's a great athlete, you know, former major champion in tennis, um, he's not a great golfer. And she was just going off. And I, I love the last two weeks that Nellie has had. She was at the QBE shootout. She played well. All the guys were like, we were talking about Kisner and Homa, who have you know a lot of things to say. Usually, we're saying how great she was playing. She played with Spieth. Both days, Spieth right. was like, man, I just want to swing it like Nelly. I mean, like, who doesn't? Um, swing I'm, it like, like Nelly. I'm thinking, you know, I'm surprised the hot button hasn't come I up know. yet. You know, but I'm thinking that coming in Looking 2000. Yeah, I, I hear the <laughs> clicking over there, uh, which always makes me a little nervous. Uh, it's nothing too excited about. Yeah, it's like loading the gun. Um, oh, that's all. That's oh, all. Yeah. Just it, Nelly. Hey, man. It might as well be hot inside because it's not going to be hot outside <laughs> no, this weekend. No, 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 no. Um, but Nelly, I, I would nothing would make me happier than Nelly oh. to just drop it down this year. You know yeah. what I mean? And dominate on the LPGA tour. Go to number one in the world. You know, four or five wins, a major. I mean, I'm talking about like ultimate world domination. You know, it, I'd just be great for the LPGA. Um, win overseas, all those cool things. Uh, the Woods team finished tied eighth. Charlie and Tiger. Um, Really funny press conference 
on Saturday afternoon where Charlie was quoted as saying, my dad played really good today. I'd never seen him play so good before. <laughs> never. You know, and it's not often that maybe someone says something about you that everyone in the world has seen before. Right, right, right. right, right. Which I thought was, which was pretty humorous. Uh, Sunday, they, they both did a press conference again. And um, some fun people like Jordan Spieth and uh, uh, JT was there asking questions and stuff of Charlie to try to make fun of his dad. He was wearing a Snoopy hat all week. I don't know what was going on with that. But anyway, um, it was a very nice way to end the golf year a, a year of disruption and all sorts of things and i'm sure we'll get into that with steven i shall um, call him but yeah mini me <laughs> it's true it's true surprised i didn't see that on twitter <laughs> yeah right you know or instagram or something <laughs> exactly everybody and then they put the faces of the people on those <laughs> yeah. little videos uh you know, what would we do without all those laughs? I don't life? know. Anyway, I don't know. speaking of non-laughs, you know, you're talking about Liv and the PGA Tour and the stress and the disruption of everything that was going on in the golf world or whatever. To end on the PNC parent-child and have, like, Greg Norman not announce something in the middle of the tournament, <laughs> you know, that was, like, totally irrelevant <laughs> to what was going on um, was kind of nice. Yeah. And um, as this was happening, though, there was a little side story going on that there was two greats in the golf broadcasting world that we had to say goodbye to. Because they were let go from NBC, and that's Gary Koch, so former PGA Tour winner, I think six-time PGA Tour winner, won at Bay Hill, played at Florida, um, 26 years working for NBC, calling their um, big golf tournaments. And then, of course, the one guy everybody loves, the voice. You never saw the guy, but you always heard his voice, and that was Roger Maltby. Walking, walking the mm. fairways, always with Tiger, the final yeah. group, giving his, you know, a lot of people don't know about Maltby. He was a... He was a five-time winner on tour. The guy had like 55 top tens. He was a great wow. player. Great player. And um, Roger just always had some of the best quotes as he was walking along watching. You know, and, and you, have to, you have to admire the man because he had the craft. And then he had the ability to call people out on it and get, gain those people's respect at the same yep. time. So you knew that his preparation and everything else had to just be tremendous. But um, I was thinking about the best Roger Maltby line that I remember of all time, and I got to go back to the 2000 U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. Tiger's on the sixth hole. He's in the right rough, and he's in the weeds. And he's going to go for this par five and knock the ball back up near the green. Well, he ends up getting to the green in two, and he hits the six iron out of the rough. And everyone's going nuts over this, one of whom is Gary Koch. And they're like, Raj, what's going on down there? And the quote was, it's just not a fair fight. <laughs> and I think that really encapsulates Roger Maltby uh, tremendously. And what he brought to the table was that he was thinking what all of us were thinking, but it was clean enough to say. Yeah, you know? right, right, he right, always right, put, right. He always put things in perspective. And where, you know, David Faraday was always trying to come up with some silly anecdote or something like that. Roger was just, he would just call his shots and he it's just not a fair fight. And when you watch Tiger do that, and then you watched what he was doing. It was, it, it, it was almost like a premonition on Maltby's part. I mean, just one of the greatest lines ever. That's and, really um, you know, the other one, when it, we talk about Gary Koch, everyone knows this one. 2001 Players' Championship. Of course, it involves Tiger again, right? He's on the 17th hole, and it starts with Johnny Miller. Gary, how's that look? Koch comes back. He says, Johnny, as the ball's rolling, here it comes, right? It's better than most. <laughs> And the ball's rolling. It rolls down the hill. Johnny says, how about in? Gary Cook, better than most. And as the ball drops over the edge, better than most. And everybody goes nuts. And Tiger, he's, Tiger's wearing a button-down 
short sleeve golf shirt right. with vertical stripes <laughs> when he makes that putt. It's iconic. And, uh, you know, it's 20 something years ago. And to this day, everyone on a golf course every weekend at some point hits a shot. They say better than most. And you, we owe it all to maybe Johnny Miller probing there Gary Coke mm-hmm. and getting him going but Gary Pulled came out of him G- Gary Gary made it happen and after 26 years for him and 31 for Roger Malpe um I think NBC they spent over 10 minutes with tributes from Tiger and Jack and everything they they did a very nice um kind of send off right. for them and um you know I they will be missed I understand that they still wanted to go on but they're both 70 70 plus right, right. and I wouldn't mind for somebody to do a new version of Roger Mulpey, you know, and they yeah. were their own person, you know, whether that's Colt Nost or whomever it may be. And um, give some give some new guys a chance, you Agreed. know. Sure. And I, uh, I think that would be kind of cool. Um, one of the things that's cool, probably for all you live fans out there. And uh, we try to have a little bit of um, an agnostic approach to how we uh, handle live. <laughs> but um, they um, they have announced some of their schedule. For next year. What's interesting is that like the LPGA comes out with their schedule. They have 30 plus events planned all over the world, like nine different countries, four different planets. You know what I mean? All this stuff. And they have the whole thing ready to go. The PGA tour the same way. Live, they're just kind of like releasing it when they have time, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's going to start in February in Mexico. Then in mid-March, we're going to go to Arizona. And then in April, after the Masters, we're going to go to Australia. And then the week after that, we're going to Singapore. And then a couple weeks after that, we're going to Oklahoma. The week after that's the PGA in Rochester, New York. And then we're going to go at some point to the U.S. Open, which is in L.A. Then from there, we're going to go two weeks later to Spain. Um, this is if you're on live. Sure. Right? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Um, Cam Smith is short on freaking flyer miles. <laughs> I, I don't know. Then from there, a couple weeks, no, like a week later, we're going to go to the Greenbrier in West Virginia from Spain. Oh, I think in there we have to go to the Open Championship, too. Wow. Because um, it seems as if they're going to be allowed to be playing in majors, right? So I'm told, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, um, a lot of people don't want that to happen. There are specific dates and locations for all of this stuff and golf courses lined up. You can go to live.com. It's a pretty simple website to try to navigate and figure out. Um, it just says events for 2023, too. I think they're going to have 14 of them. And uh, that's like eight of them. So there you go. There's your update. And um, oh, another update. Uh, they lost their chief operating officer this week. Did they? I don't know if that matters. Um, <laughs> he was he was working for um, the Tampa Bay Bucks when he came over. And he was supposed to be the guy that was going to build the Super League and sure. the 12 teams and the 48 players and all that stuff. Um, he's gone. Has he disappeared? Um, I don't know. I don't know. He had a private meeting with Darth Vader. Um, But now, getting back to the majors for 2023. All right. The Masters came out this week. Fred Ridley, the tournament chairman, um, they made a statement and they said that they would keep their uh, exemption rules for how you qualify for the Masters in 2023 the same as it was for 2022. Now, what that implies is that if you are a past champion, or if you were top 50 in the world ranking or you finished a certain place in last year's Masters, you get in. doesn't okay. matter where you're coming from. Now, this is a big deal because they wonder, everyone wondered what the Masters would do with the live players. You've got five live players that are past champions that have the right to play the Masters currently right. for the rest of their life. So you I mean, you got Phil, Bubba, Sergio, Patrick Reed, and Charles Schwartzel, right? So, I mean, a fly on the wall, if you ever wanted to be one, would be the champion's dinner. Yeah. You know? Who knows if they'll be invited to that. But Fred Ridley said, hey, here we go. So they've 
They've now lobbed the ball forward to the PGA, which is in May. What will the PGA do? Will they keep things the same or will they do something different with the live players? What's interesting about the PGA discussion, uh, from my perspective, being a PGA member, is that the PGA also runs the Ryder Cup next year. So if you could play in the PGA Championship and you're from live, right? does that mean you could essentially, if you earned enough points in just the majors and you got in the Ryder Cup team or you were a captain's pick? Could you? I don't know. I don't know. That's what I meant when I said some people aren't already happy. They're already 9-11 survivor families are already announcing like how. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, they will be protesting. Yeah. Um, Who knows? Who knows? You know what? Um, Well, well, let's end this segment on a light note. Uh, Social media this week. My friends at TaylorMade, uh, they are up to their old holiday tricks. Fantastic, fantastic social post. Um, You've got... um, Tiger Woods, uh, TaylorMade. Yeah, well, I, I got the other read. Hang on for a second. I'm I'm telling a story here. It's okay. I had the no, wrong bet. Taylor me Taylor made. Um, they had Tiger Woods, um, conducting athletes from TaylorMade singing Christmas carols. Oh, okay. And they're all okay. dressed up. Okay. Okay. And you know Tommy Fleetwood standing next to Rory, and Rory can't find what page he's on, and like the hymnal or whatever. And you. And got, that was real. That wasn't scripted. <laughs> It's probably not. Probably not. He's just not paying attention. Um, but, you know, Tiger is like showing like disdain. He's like, would you start singing and everything? But um, the fact that they get the buy in from these guys yeah. in this day and age and you see Tiger from where he was 20 years ago, better than most to, you know, to to destroying worlds and everything and winning every other tournament <laughs> to where he is now and the PNC parent child and everything. I think, you know, it kind of all just brings it together and nobody brings it together. Get your music ready, right? Okay. Nobody brings it together than our friends better than the New Jersey Golf Foundation. The charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA <laughs> section is possibly impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. That was intentional. The Inspiration Golf Range located on the Lions campus of the VA New Jersey Healthcare System in Berners Township is the home site for golf programs for youth, military veterans, and individuals special needs. Open to the public. Proceeds from the Inspiration Range. Not this weekend when it's 15 degrees. Sure. By the way. No. Yep. Um, we'll support foundation programs and events. To learn more, please visit njgolffoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. It is like 318 here in New York. It's chilly. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. We'll be back in a moment with Golf Digest, Stephen Hennessy. Sean Johnson, Jay Williams, and Zubin Mahente. All NFL players get paid a lot. You're not going to get paid more than me, though, because I'm the guy when it comes to clearing it out. Y'all take care of me. Smoking like a true wide receiver. Way to go, Roscoe (laughs) Jenkins, team of me. Mark, his name is first on the show, so we get it. You know, we get it. Me, me Sean, as they like to call me, for those that don't know me. But anyway. Sean, Jay, Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio or streaming live on the ESPN app. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. The Inspiration Golf Range, located on the Lions campus of the VA New Jersey Healthcare System in Bernard's Township, is buzzing as the new home site for golf programs in support of youth, military veterans, and individuals with special needs. Led by PGA professionals, PGA Hope, helping our patriots everywhere, is a weekly rehabilitative golf program for veterans that is changing and saving lives. Special Olympics New Jersey golf athletes will be 
training and competing at the Inspiration Range throughout the fall season, and a lineup of youth programs will also be on the schedule. The Inspiration Golf Range is open to the public and proceeds support the New Jersey Golf Foundation programming. To learn more about programs and special events, please visit njgolffoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. Time to get back on course as the pro show continues. Great show and great questions. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You're listening to ESPN 920. Well, our year is about to wrap up, and who's better to help put a bow on it than Stephen Hennessy from Golf Digest? When it rains, it pours, and in 2022, there was a definite deluge. Let's talk to Stephen and see if he thinks that there's going to be no rain in 2023. All right, that's an interesting little intro there, Mr. Wade Weezer on the board, right? Taking us back to one of those 90s hits. Let's see if Mr. Hennessy's on the line there. Steven, how are you this afternoon? Keith, I'm doing great and in a great mood with Blind Melon coming in. I mean, that's that's the perfect intro uh, for me. For those who know me, I'm a big uh, 90s like alt fan, and Blind Melon is great, so I appreciated that. I mean, that's that's one of the most iconic songs of the 90s and there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting uh there's a venerable cornucopia of music in the 90s we could pull from but at the end of the day that one's definitely one of the most memorable no doubt about that that's right and you gotta you gotta really know your 90s to know blind melon uh people might know the song but you know you gotta dig a little deeper to learn a little more about blind melon that that might be a different show for us keith well you know what it's a holiday weekend before we get into tones of home right i want to take a look back Right. Like we're looking back at this music and, it, you know, it was a little bit of an unpredictable year in 2022. And I love to jump into interviews quickly. So I'm going to hit you with one to get you started. All right. 2022, you're in golf media. You cover all 365 days. Right. Describe this past year in one word. Man, uh, tumultuous, I would say. I mean, yeah, I, I think back and this is more than one word, but. You know, I was at the Masters this year covering it for Golf Digest. And, you know, there's Live Golf. Everyone was familiar with it. But at that time, no one still, no one knew what to expect of it. And obviously still wasn't there. And, you know, that was about two months after his comments were made public. But the fact that now, you know, just six months, uh, eight months later, we're at this point in the game, it, it just shows how quickly it all accelerated and way faster, I think, than anyone you know, in golf media, certainly, um, you know, so I think some executives in golf, you know, in, in inner circles kind of felt that this was coming, but I don't think to this degree. So, um, yeah, I, I think tumultuous is a pretty good way to, to sum that all up. I like the way you put that because it's one thing if you and I are surprised, right? But to have it, what it seems like, you know, the executives at the PGA Tour surprised that these things came to fruition um, is is a story in and of itself. Now, speaking of stories, um, obviously we have Liv and you talk about Phil. It makes me think about there were a lot of stories in 2022. Which one was your favorite that you covered this year? Oh, interesting. Um, you know, I think despite all the, the stuff with Liv and, you know, I, I think why we all love golf and why we love sports in general is it allows us to you know, disassociate from the world a little bit from real life and politics, stuff like that. But there's kind of no avoiding that. 
this year, but there was still a lot of good that comes with golf. Right. And, you know, I just think for me, um, you know, it was the open championship, uh, Rory McIlroy and Cam Smith going down the wire and, you know, just everything about St. Andrews and being the home of golf, you know, it's, it's so cliche, but it, it's so true. There's just nothing like it to, to have Tiger Woods, um, you know, going over the Swilkin Bridge possibly for the last time in his career. I think to me, that's, that's the number one story of, of the year. At least I look back and, you know, you see Cam Smith, a live golfer and, you know, fends off Rory McIlroy, the, you know, the, the face of the PGA tour. And um, I kind of think that kind of sums it all up because there, there were some wins on the live tour side this year. And, you know, that's kind of the, the resonating fact for me um, going into next year. So off the course, definitely live becomes the number one story, the disruption of everything to the tours and so on and so forth. But, and, and I mean, we could do a whole show just on live itself, but I'm curious as we wrap up this year, looking forward, do you think Liv will be around in two years? Oh, I, I do. Um, yeah, you know, I just think to who, you know, is backing Liv Golf, and it's the Saudis. And the Saudis don't really lose at anything. They have enough money to where they can make sure they don't lose at anything. And it seems like they're only going to dig in deeper. Now, you know, the biggest question is can they get a TV deal. And I think that will set up, you know, what the next 18 months look like for them. But, you know, the lawsuit that will continue on with them and the PGA tour, you know, that's going to be unsettled for at least half of next year. So I think, um, you know, I, I don't anticipate, I don't think anyone in golf anticipates, um, you know, the end result of those lawsuits being them kind of dissolving within a year. So I certainly think in two years, It'll be a thing. What it looks like is, is you know, the biggest question, whether there is an alliance with the PGA Tour in two years' time. I think that's a possibility. I think if you kind of read the tea leaves of comments um, from Rory McIlroy and, you know, John Rahm and some others, at the end of this year, it seemed as if they had kind of turned a little bit to being okay with maybe accepting some sort of alliance with Liv if Greg Norman isn't there. So I think in two years, if Norman steps down or if he settles down and everything kind of settles down, maybe there's some world where the PJ tour and live uh, are, are at least playing a few events together outside of the majors. I think that's possible. I, I'm not sure what, what that'll look like, but I do think they will be around and will be a real threat to the PJ tour if they don't work together. Well, part of the thing, that really needs to happen for live to succeed and continue to thrive is that more players need to keep kind of going over there from the PGA tour. And, you know, they haven't had a big name in three or four months um, slide over. Now they were at the end of their season and everything. So I kind of get that, but you would think at some point that within the next couple of weeks or that there would be a name or two that's going over there. I mean, they need these names to keep making this thing kind of, to perpetuate the conversation, right? Like, yes. uh, do you think players will continue to keep going over there? Yeah, I, I think, you know, what we learned this past week was that Augusta National will allow live players to play at the Masters this year. And I think that actually sets up the, for the possibility of some other players who were previously aligned with the PGA Tour and DP World Tour to go over to live because now they know the majors are not going to block them from playing because if the masters is accepting 
Liz players, that means the other majors are going to follow suit. You know, Augusta National is the biggest player. The Masters is the biggest event in golf. So yeah, it would just be sort of silly to see the PGA Championship uh, not allow Liz players. I think it would just create too much of a negative effect on that particular event. Um, obviously, they could do what they want. Each major entity is different. But, you know, to the point of I think that might allow a few tour players who, you know, might not have been 100% on the PGA Tour. Now, you know, they might listen to a live offer a little more so, knowing they, they have a guaranteed spot uh, in those four majors. So I think that's an interesting thing to me. I think in the next month or two before the next live event, which is February, I do think you'll see a few more names go over. You know, they might not be top 10 players in the world, but if they are, like to your point, Keith, that just kind of perpetuates the conversation even further. All right. It's cold outside this afternoon, but we're heating up inside. I've got Stephen Hennessy here from Golf Digest on the pro show this afternoon, and I'm about to put him on the hot seat because you brought something up there that me being a PGA professional, I'm very interested in this storyline this year. So you said, yeah, sure, the PGA championship follows suit, and they say live players can play. Great. Uh, The PGA of America also hosts or holds another property that's going to take place in Rome in September, right? So if they allow players from live to participate in Rochester at Oak Hill in the PGA championship in May, what's to say that I get it that, you know, no player would maybe earn enough points to get in, but I'm going to give you a scenario. DJ, he has three top tens in the majors. He plays in all four of them and he has three live wins. How do you not make him a captain's choice for your team USA? Or how do you let people in the PGA, but you don't let him in the Ryder Cup if you're the PGA of America? Yeah, that, that's a great point. Um, maybe that comes down to what the captain decides to do and what the other players want to do. You know, I think ultimately you're right. The PGA of America will have final say there. It's their event. It's, it's interesting that we didn't see you know these live players in the President's Cup, but that's a PGA Tour-owned event. So you're right. If the PGA Championship does have Live players, are we going to see Ryder Cup players after all from from Live? I think it would be interesting. I don't know if we get there just with all the, the complexities that that brings. Uh, and to your point, the, the qualifying will make it difficult without the DP World Tour, without PGA Tour points. But a captain's pick that that's a great question. I think, you know, now that's one of my biggest storylines I'm following next year. Will, will that be, uh, that's a possibility and will, will it be a real thing? All right, folks, you'd see, he just handled the hot seat with tremendous aplomb. That's my man, Stephen Hennessy from golf digest. He is the deputy managing editor. And that sounds pretty official there, Stephen. So break it down for my listeners. Give us the reader's digest version or the, maybe the golf digest version of what it is you do over there at golf digest. Oh, man. I mean, this title, I get flack from my coworkers all the time because they just call me deputy, which is, you know, not the most flattering term. They call me dep. Um, but, you know, what I do is I'm one of the editors on the website. So we're creating, you know, 15 to 20 stories a day on the website. I also oversee our course rankings, which is a ton of fun. It allows me to get to go play some nice places like uh, Shadow Creek, where you and I are going to play next month, Keith. So, um, we're, we're looking forward to that. Oh, yes. And I also, our, I do our betting content, as you know, too. Um, and you have your finger on the pulse there. So, um, a bunch of fun, a bunch of random things that I do at Golf Digest, but they're all 
they all allow me to kind of diversify, you know, what I'm thinking about in terms of golf on a daily basis. And, and that's why I really enjoy what I do. Well, I tell you, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on this afternoon is that I admire your career success. And there's probably some people listening, whether they be PGA professionals or fans of golf or just fans of sports media in general. Right. And, you know, maybe they we have a couple aspiring media moguls out there in the audience. And was this always your career path of choice? I'm wondering how this thing kind of developed. Yeah, you know, I I knew I wanted to do sports journalism like in high school. I you know I was best at writing. I knew sports like the back of my hand. I grew up. Uh, I learned to read from you know reading baseball cards when I was a kid. So I knew that's what I wanted to do. And it wasn't necessarily golf for me going into college. I just knew sports journalism was it. But I, I really developed a passion for golf after I stopped playing sports in high school, like like most kids. And I applied to an internship at golf digest when I was a junior in college. And I ended up, you know, declining that internship because it wasn't paying as well as what I had. And uh, my boss at the time said that pissed them off. Cause then the next year they had a full-time job opening at golf digest. So um, long story short, you know, I've been here 11 years now and it wasn't necessarily what I thought my path was, but you know, I just made, I kept making calls, right. I kept saying yes to, to things at Golf Digest that, you know, people needed help with. And that's allowed me to get into the position I'm in. I've, you know, people needed help with the course rankings. So I started just helping out with emails and phone calls, stuff like that. And now all of a sudden I'm, you know, helping run the thing. Uh, so, yeah, I think it just goes to show you, you know, don't be afraid to push the envelope. Don't be afraid to, to make that extra phone call because um, that's, certainly helped me in my career and you know once you get that opportunity it's about making the the right impression and you know as anyone listening to this show knows that that's key to anything in life well you know what it, it sounds like you're taking a little bit of a mentorship role and appreciating your own career path right was there someone along the way for you whether with you know back in your days of being a nitly nitney lion or was it you know someone when you first got out of school that kind of provided a mentorship role for you that that, you know, gave you some advice and helped push you along? I was really lucky at Penn State. Uh, we had, we have a great sports journalism program there, the, the Curley Center for Sports Journalism. A lot of, you know, the, the kids I grew up with at Penn State who we were on the student newspaper with, I mean, they're really successful also in sports media. And it kind of all links back to our professors there. Malcolm Moran was one of the best uh, sports professors for journal sports journalism professors in the country still is he was at Penn State at the time he had covered the Chicago Bulls back in the day for the Chicago Tribune worked for the USA Today um, he yeah he I leaned on him for advice you know throughout my career um, you know still keep in touch with him he was instrumental and you know we're lucky at Golf Digest to uh, you know a lot of the people when I started here uh, you know are still here and you know have been sounding boards for me in terms of just improving in my career. So, you know, it's just surrounding yourself with, with people uh, who you trust. You know, that's another big thing in life is just trust and um, making any decision. You have to trust that you're making the right decision. And having people like Tim Rosefort, who, you know, unfortunately passed um, earlier this year, he, he was also a huge mentor for me when other opportunities came forth in my career calling him and saying hey what do you think about this what do you think about this and um you know i, I think people want to help you when you show you're passionate 
about what you're doing. And I think that's, that's what I've been fortunate uh, with my entire career is, uh, I guess people have seen that I'm really into doing as good of a job as I can in what I'm doing. And then, then they want to help you, which is a cool thing. I love your use of the word trust there mm-hmm. when it comes to mentorship. And, you know, when people read your articles that go online to golfdigest.com or, or read the magazine, right? They trust that you all are going to come up with, you know, accurate information or a reliable, you know, you're going to be a reliable resource. So I want to go back because I'm a PGA pro. I love to play golf. You mentioned, you know, we're going to play an elite place next month together, you and I, uh, when we meet up out in Vegas for the big draft. But, you know, the top 100 list, right? We all trust you guys to come up with, you know, basically the best 100 golf courses, whether it be in the world, in the country, private, public, et cetera, right? That's a pretty daunting task. Briefly go briefly go over the process to that because I feel like there's got to be a lot going into that that we don't know as readers or consumers that you all are up to that make it so comprehensive. Yeah, I, I love talking about uh, the process of our course rankings, but I, I will keep it brief. This could be another show, but we have the, the great thing about what Golf Digest does is it's all about our course readers. There's no editorial control. That's kind of what separates us from some other publications rankings, but we have 1,900 course readers around the country and Canada, and basically we maintain a list of about 2,000 courses that are candidates for our our rankings and, you know, our course readers, they, they look at that list and they see, okay, you know, I'm traveling to this place. I'm going to reach out to this course because golf digest has said, this is one where they need rankings. And basically we have seven criteria, you know, ranging from shot options to challenge to aesthetics, et cetera, conditioning. And they submit their scores on a one to 10 basis on each category. And we have a formula and all the, all the scores go into the formula, and at the end of the the cycle, which is a two year cycle, it spits out what what the rankings are. It's you know, it's scientific. There's no, like I said, no editorial control, which is cool. Um, th- there is some outlier analysis. You know, if, if someone's extreme one way or another, we throw those out. But other than that, you know, it's very democratic, uh, which you know I, I think makes us, um, you know, the most trusted rankings, and and we kind of have been since we first published them since 1966. What was the, in your opinion, what was the best venue for tournament golf in 2022? We were so blessed. I thought this year with some great courses, I mean, Southern Hills was fantastic. Awesome. I thought the renovation Gil Hansted. Yeah. And the country club as well up at Brookline, I, I was up there and got to uh, be there for that. I, you know, I think, and, and and obviously St. Andrews and Augusta, it's, it's really tough to top this year. I think, um, you know, I, I think the action was so great at the country club. It was, you know, going back there after such a long time of not hosting tournament golf, you know, since the Ryder cup, it obviously had the USM when Matt Fitzpatrick won, but you know, it really produced such a fascinating finish. I, I thought that was the most fascinating finish of a major this year. You know, I said the open was the most, um, the biggest story, and I, I think that's true. But just going down to the wire, you know, Zalatoris, Fitzpatrick, going neck and neck, Scheffler was right there. You know, you look back at that leaderboard, it was fantastic. At one of the game's oldest venues, one of the, the places that has such history in tournament golf in this country, you know, I think to me that that elevates it 
um, above the rest. But, you know, the PGA Championship was fantastic, too. You know, with Mito Pereira's unfortunate blunder on the 72nd hole and then the playoff with JT Zalatoris. But I, I thought the theater that the country club provided uh, at such an old school venue was was just fantastic. You know, I have to agree with you. But the one thing I would add is that we had back-to-back majors because it's tough to pick over Southern Hills and the country club, right? But we had back-to-back majors that ended on the final shot, which doesn't always happen. Yeah. And it was the same architect and they couldn't have been any more different. And I think that in and of itself is why guys like you and I have so much fun doing what we're doing, but we can't do it without sponsors, my friend. And I got to jump to a commercial real quick. So Mr. Hennessy, will you hold tight for a second for me? Of course. Sounds good. All right, everybody, up next, a little more Hennessy for the holiday weekend. Yeah, that's right. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. We'll be back in a second. Mike Greenberg is Greeny. Chris Paul is one of those guys whose numbers, if you look at them, are so good that they almost seem made up. You know, he was never on the best team all those years in New Orleans. Wasn't able to go to the Lakers. Winds up on the Clippers. Then they fell short. But now here he is, the veteran presence on this otherwise very young Phoenix team. It would mean everything to his legacy. Greeny with Mike Greenberg. Weekday mornings at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And watch exclusively on ESPN+. Is there a better feeling than winning a bet? Take it from a professional, a PGA professional like Keith Stewart. When it comes to wagering on golf, you need to know more than analytics. Stats are just a description of a player's habits. But what causes those habits to repeat? There are other elements you need to consider to raise your betting acumen. If you're the type of person who loves to learn and earn by wagering, then you must read the line. With an easy-to-understand newsletter format, in five minutes a week, you can bet with confidence, knowing the picks are made by a golf professional. Golf betting lacks an expert voice. Read the Line brings over 25 years of experience in the golf industry to every prediction. Players are not an exact science, and neither is betting. But when you consider the human element of the game alongside facts and figures, you'll be able to elevate your winning reputation. Go to ReadTheLine.com to subscribe, read, and win. That's ReadTheLine.com. you got a great voice for radio. Time to get back on course. Face for radio. I, I get a lot of that, too. As the pro show continues, once again, Keith Stewart. Coming home. It's the Pro Show, and I'm Keith Stewart. Welcome back to our conversation with Stephen Hennessy. You know you're listening to New Jersey's ESPN 920. Here's the cry millions of kids are making this weekend. Doesn't matter whether you are 4 or 40, Christmas is a magical time to get together and celebrate. Safe travels, everyone, this weekend. And although there may be delays or traffic, your patience might get tested. It will all be worth it when you arrive. So, do it in style the pro show way and add a little volume to your entrance on Sunday. Make it count like Santa Claus. Santa Diddy, here we go. Turn it up. Oh yeah. We kick it away from our New York City roots here on the Pro Show. How about you there, Mr. Hennessy? You enjoying the playlist with us this afternoon? Oh, absolutely. A little little hip-hop, a little 90s. I mean, this, this is the perfect way to bring the people into the holiday weekend. I love it. Oh, man, that's why I love my Friday afternoons. You know, I can't have 
those coffee conversations, man. We are a happy hour show, 100%. And going into the holidays um, and having such a year like we did, uh, it's just it's just amazing to be in golf. I mean, could it be any better than to be in golf right now? I don't think so. I mean, on a daily basis in 2022, there, there were just, you know, breaking stories. Uh, we broke all traffic numbers on our website. It, it's, it's really a fascinating time. It's a formative time in golf, but, you know, for folks like you and I who really enjoy talking about this stuff, Keith, it, it doesn't get any better. All right. So, well, speaking of getting better, right, there's a new year coming and we have to forecast the future just a little bit, right? Um, you said it there. I mean, there's more traffic than ever. The game is more popular than ever. But what are you all doing over there at Golf Digest to get ready for 2023? I mean, I guess it's coming, right? What, what can you foreshadow for us to get us excited about the upcoming year? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're doing a bunch of uh, new interactive stuff on GolfDigest.com. So we launched uh, Golf Digest Plus last year and we're kind of uh revamping it and retooling it to bring the people some some cool stuff in 2023 i I think the coolest thing that we have is a look at augusta national and every change that the course has underwent uh since it opened in 1934 so you could kind of click through on each hole and you know see in 3d uh how every hole has changed through the years and we have explanations of how each architect who worked on it kind of, you know, blended their own style into it from Perry Maxwell, obviously McKenzie, uh, you know, at first and Trent Jones and Fazio. Uh, so, you know, I think that's fascinating because I'm a course guy. Uh, but yeah, a, a bunch of great journalism over at golfdigest.com. And, um, you know, I, I think the fascinating thing too, Keith, is going to be this Netflix series that's, you know, slated to come out in the coming months where, we're kind of waiting uh, for that to happen. And, you know, there should be trailers soon that folks could watch. Uh, and that's, it's going to be so awesome because this year has been so unpredictable. And so to see up close, you know, these cameras have been following the, the major characters in golf all year. And, you know, what better year to do that and, you know, for that to be released in this Netflix show, you know, is it, just going to create even more fascination about golf amongst maybe some casual uh, sports fans too, which I think is so great for this game. The Netflix story is going to absolutely take this thing to another level. There's no doubt in my mind. The fact that I know Max Verstappen's name is is enough credit to what they did with, with drive to survive with F1 and what they can do. And that was under normal circumstances of an F1 season. There was nothing normal about golf this year and what they can do. I mean, I tell you, it it's going to bring so much joy to the golfing world. It's unbelievable to me. But we say that a lot during the holiday season, joy to the world, right? I'm, I'm curious because, I mean, you're in the weeds every day covering golf. You do this, you know, weekends and at night and you're writing and you always have to be creative, right? What brings joy to your world in your job? Man, I, I think you know, the, the passion um, from not just my coworkers, but other folks in golf who, you know, in the industry, you get to know, you know, as you know, Keith, as a as PGA pro, just the, the level of passion that so many folks share for this game. I think it's the conversations at, you know, every golf course you go to and you just strike up a, a conversation about some topic in golf. And that leads to a story idea on our end. And then, you know, that leads to further development of our ideas at Golf Digest. And 
I think that's the coolest thing. Like it's such an infectious industry in terms of that, that passion. And, you know, I've been in the industry now, you know, 10, 15 years, and it just seems like it's, it's even higher than it's ever been, if that's possible. Um, you know, cause when I entered the industry, you know, people were pretty passionate about golf at that time too. That's kind of, you know, Tiger Woods was, was coming back for another time. Um, and, and now he is again. So there's so many levels to that passion, whether it's recreationally or professionally. So, you know, for me, I, I think it's, it's just feeding off of that passion uh, from everyone in golf, which, which is such a cool thing. Steven, I think what you're feeling is that the passion is the same. The level of interest is the same, right? By the people that are into golf, there are just so many more people that are into golf. Yeah. So the fervor is just that much more. There's just that much more momentum on a daily basis to build stories and have an audience and consumers digest all the different things that you and I get to do. And and I think that at the end of the day, I mean, that's the gift that keeps on giving right there. You know, um, I want to make sure all my listeners can keep in touch with what you're up to, uh, especially the course, uh, the course list and the betting content, the Be Right podcast. Right. How can we follow you online? Yeah, uh, I'm on Twitter. If, if Twitter still exists after the end of this conversation, Keith. So <laughs> at Twitter, um, uh, S underscore Hennessy GD. And, you know, uh, you'll see a lot of betting content there. If, you know, your our fellow Jerseyans are into betting on golf, you, you could find that stuff there. We have a podcast, as you mentioned, it's called The Loop. So I, I have two co-hosts. Alex Myers, Chris Powers, we, we've had some fantastic guests this year. It's even worth going back to listen to some of those conversations. We had CeCe Sabathia on the show, who's now a, a huge golfer, so into it. We had such a fun conversation with him. That was special for me, being a lifelong Yankees fan. Uh, my family appreciated that one. And, you know, we had Emmett Smith on the podcast. He's also a big golfer. So, you know, People should just go back and check out some of those shows if, if you need uh, a few listens over the, the holidays. It was, it was a ton of fun to do that this year. Well, I love the whole Twitter saga. That's why for Christmas from Santa, I asked for a blue check mark. Therefore, I, I'm, I'm sure I'll be fine. All right, Stephen Hennessy from Golf Digest. I got one more little special thing we got to do on a Friday afternoon at the Pro Show. We're known for this. And that's our little rapid-fire Q&A because my audience loves to get to know, you know, my guests just a little bit more intimately you you up for this on this holiday weekend absolutely i'm an open book let's do it uh, we'll find out all right start with <laughs> we'll start with an easy one favorite penn state alumni all time oh man that's a tough one off the bat ah oh, i don't want to get this wrong because i'm gonna say someone and i'm gonna regret it but i'll say i'm gonna say michael robinson uh former quarterback now uh uh you know sports media guy too all right. Well, condolences on Franco Harris this week as well. All right. Yeah, that's great. One surprise player who makes it on the U.S. Ryder Cup team in Rome. Hmm. Aaron Wise. Ooh, I like that. All right. You have a flight from New York to Los Angeles next June for the U.S. Open. Name one sports executive you would love to sit next to for that flight. Jerry West. On a scale of one to ten, rate your wardrobe. <laughs> Uh, I'll go a five. I'm pretty middle of the road there. You can attend one concert all time with backstage passes. Who would you go see? Oh, my goodness. I got to say Allman Brothers back in the, the 60s. That, that would be fantastic. You know, I once played golf with Dickie Betts. Come on. 
A story for Vegas. All right. Remind yeah. me that. All right. Name someone famous you look up to. Hmm. I think Steph Curry. I think he does so much, uh, you know, for other people. And he's a huge golfer. I, you know, anytime I get to watch him, I'm, I'm pumped about it. What drink are you most looking forward to this holiday weekend? Just, you know, some IPAs. I'm a big IPA guy. I stocked my fridge. Uh, we're hosting Christmas Eve tomorrow, so um, pumped about providing all, all the nice IPAs for everybody. Steven, name one trait that best defines you. Hmm. I said it before. I'll, I'll, say, uh, I'll say passion. Hey, man, I love the passion that you brought to the pro show this afternoon. You exceeded expectations, and uh, I can't wait to get to know you more in 2023. Stephen, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Keith. Happy holidays, everybody. That's it. He said it right there. Happy holidays, everybody. We're going into a great weekend. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. I'm coming back to wrap up today's show with the weekly update. The Max Kellerman Show. You know, there was no one there like, hey, where's that guy we just hired? He just stopped showing up suddenly 15 years ago. So he got away with it. 650 Gs. And now he's being sued. I don't know. I, you can't just not show up for work. But, but if he's not, like, doing anything fraudulent and they're just sending him the checks, I mean, why wouldn't he just deposit it in his account? The Max Kellerman Show. Weekdays at 2 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Watch exclusively on ESPN+. The Stick and Act Challenge app is available now for iOS. Now, the Challenge app is like no other golf game out there. It takes the focus off of your final score and instead turns you around into a collection of challenges, objectives, and accomplishments. With more than 90 unique challenges to choose from, you'll never have the same experience twice. And if that's not enough, you can also challenge friends or strangers to see who comes out on top. Plus, with an XP system that rewards your successes, you'll be motivated to keep pushing yourself further. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out with the game, the Stick and Act Challenge app is the perfect way to add some extra fun to your golf game. Get ready for the back nine. As the pro show continues, once again, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Ooh, oh yeah. I know you so well. I knew this was coming. All right, welcome back to the pro show on ESPN 920. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Merry Christmas. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You know I'll post that podcast tonight. I'll deliver even before Santa on Friday. Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podbean, iTunes, it's everywhere, you know? If you want to find me or find Steven, go over to Twitter, at KJStewartPGA on Instagram, Twitter. You can find me everywhere, having some fun. Of course, um, you can listen anywhere, 920ESPNNewJersey.com. Just hit that Listen Now button. And for next year, readtheline.com. Go subscribe. You'll enjoy it, and you'll win. Now. Our man, New Jersey's finest. Oh, who's coming? Who's coming, Wade? Right? You guys are in trouble out there. I hope you were good. And you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not bow. I'm telling you why. Come on, Bruce. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? <laughs> it's all about this, man. The moments that you and I share, the holidays, all the years. Golly, man. Happy Festivus. <laughs> Nothing makes you happier than the hot button. I know. I love me the hot buttons. All right. Speaking of the hot button, right? A yeah. big topic of conversation coming next year. We didn't even touch upon with Steven over there at Golf Digest mm -hmm. will be equipment. And you know... 
that the holidays may be passing us by, but starting a new season, you're going to have to check in with our friends over there at TaylorMade Golf. I mean, they I don't even have a read because they won't be able to tell me what's coming in January until January comes. You'll have to so wait to the future. You'll have to you'll have to actually just go to TaylorMadeGolf.com to find out. Scott. All right, you know I love to have a little fun with the weekly update. And without any live golf happening, uh, I'm going to spice it up right here. And we're going to do the top 10 gifts for the golfers who have everything on the pro show list. All right. Number 10. How about an iPhone 14 Max Plus, whatever they call it nowadays, (laughs) right? Okay. And I'm going to give one of those to Molly Marcus-Saman. Because I want her to have a new phone number, so Live CEO Greg Norman can't call her. There you go. That's that's what I want. Um, oh, how about this one? Number nine. How about CIA clearance for Ryan French? Yes, the Monday Q Twitter handle uh, writer who broke the Q story, cheating story in Nebraska. Right? Remember that one? You sure. You know, they went in the woods and found the balls and everything. Imagine what he could do. You know what he could discover for the government. There you go. All right. Number eight. A subscription to GQ for Ryder Cup captain Zach Johnson. You know, imagine what Middle America's, he's from Iowa, right? Ryder Cup <laughs> captain's uniforms will look like. I just can't, I can't fathom it, you know? I mean, how about lunch with like a current designer? Maybe Ronnie Feig from Kith? Or, I mean, sure. can, we, can we have somebody, anybody, right? Just not, not Kanye. All right, number seven. A new lawyer for Patrick Reed, of course. His current <laughs> lawyer, Larry Clayman, is a crazy man. We know that. <laughs> We've covered it man. many times. Uh, nearly a billion dollars in lawsuits for 2022. Oh, that's not too bad. I mean, I know there's a lot of inflation, but a billion dollars in lawsuits seems a little egregious. Does, All right. Number six, Shane Ryan's. Oh, yeah. Another Golf Digest guy. Shane Ryan's Ryder Cup book for Taylor Gooch. Oh, we all remember this, right? Yeah. Taylor Gooch at the Live event, right? Well, this, you know, when he said everything lives better than a Ryder Cup, right? Well... If he reads Shane Ryan's book, then he'll have some idea of what an actual Ryder Cup is like. There you go. Yes. Number five, a gift card to GOAT. Oh, you know the shoe website? You know yes. where you get all of the, the sneakerhead shoes, right? Sure. And it's going to be for Nelly Corda and Tony Finau. You know, I'm always out there on tour, and the best shoe game on tour are those two with their Nikes. Um of course, in 23, I wouldn't mind if either one a major. Right. But right. I don't want to sure. be greedy. No, we'll, just, no. we'll just give them the gift cards. It's not All the right? time you're going to be greedy. Uh, number four, recovery air jet boots for Tiger Woods. You know, I was... Fragile. I was, I was skimming... Yeah, fragile, yeah. I was skimming the interwebs the other day, and they have these full-leg recovery sleeves. And just for $899, you can get a set that will help your legs. These jet boots make recharging your legs more convenient than ever. With fully wireless design and integrated internal pumps. I mean, I don't know what's going on, but it's got to help his situation. Absolutely. Right? Uh, number three, uh, this one's called the Lawnmower by Manscaped, <laughs> and we're gonna give no. it to we're gonna give it to Phil Mickelson no. because um, I mean, I know it's it's uh, it's probably a down under joke, but the witness protection program look he rolled out in 2022 is awful. The guy's sure. got he's got to shave down under everywhere. Yeah. Uh, number two, how about amnesia? We're going to give amnesia to Lexi Thompson. Uh, yeah, poor Lexi. Eight top 10 finishes and 18 starts this year Oof. and two two one-shot losses in majors. No good. You got to have a memory like a goldfish. Yeah, no kidding. All right the there, goldfish. Ted Lasso. Exactly. Coming soon to uh, Apple like TV goldfish. near you. All right, and number one, number one, you know who it's got to be, our buddy, right? I'm going to give a gratitude journal to Greg Norman <laughs> because he doesn't ever seem to be grateful for anything. So maybe if he had one, he... Uh, <laughs> 
he might change his tune on a couple things. And that's your Christmas Pro Show update for the week ending December 23rd, 2022. Wade Weezer. Merry Christmas, my Merry friend. Merry Christmas to you, my friend, and your family. Have a great, you you as well. Have a great weekend. And, um, you know, be safe, be smart, but have some fun. Absolutely. Now, folks, you know I love my listeners, especially around the holidays. But before I go, I'm going to give you all one brief thought about giving. It's really tough to give anything away until you give yourself credit for all you do first. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and this is The Pro Show. Thanks for joining us for today's show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart returns to the team next Friday at 3 on ESPN 920.